three, two, one. And we're back. How you doing today, Roy? I'm doing great, man. And yourself? I'm doing good, man. It's Christmas Eve. How can I not be doing good, man? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. Can't, Can't wait. wait. To, oh, man. Can't wait to go get some great food, bro. I'm hungry as hell right now. I don't know why I'm so hungry right now, but I am. So I'm pretty... um. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, I'm a fat boy at heart, so Same you know I'm gonna be man. smashing food <laughs> this week. Um, probably all the way through the weekend. Why not? You know, YOLO. Yeah, of course, you man. Only, That's actually, what it's about. YOHO. You only holiday once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Once a year, bro. YOHO. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, we talked about it in our previous videos or previous podcasts, I should say that people always slack on holidays because they treat the whole holiday like a feast, which you know, if I only do the weekend, we can, you know, the weekend plus the two days, you know, so four days out of the week, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this guy. Logic, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> logic. I'm sure a lot of people can mess with that logic. Uh, yeah, they, they, they mess with that logic for sure. <laughs> uh, but anybody who listens to the podcast that's on um, PBTC Fitness or from the PBTC Fit Fam or understands what we've been doing this Christmas. We just recently, last week, donated to two different families, specifically from PBTC Fitness. We've donated to two different families, eight kids, and literally not only hit everything on their Christmas list, but also went above and beyond their Christmas list, like doubled up on things that they liked, like certain clothes and things like that. Um, and, and these kids are gonna have an amazing Christmas. Yeah, man, that's it's blessing and amazing to see that you, that we were able to bless those kids, man. Yeah, and 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 he's saying we by uh, the PBTC Fit Fan because literally anybody who doesn't know, we partnered with City First Church. That's a church, very local church, uh, not even five minutes from the facility actually, which is awesome. Yeah, and um. They're right off Del Prado, right behind the Sun Coast on Del Prado, and um, close to uh, Pine Island, right? Not too far from Pine Island. Actually, really next to Hancock, if we're really yeah, serious. It's Del right Prado and Hancock. Hancock. It's yeah. right there. Um, but we partnered with them for the second year in a row. And last year, we met requirements, but I think we only sponsored about four kids. So I was like, you know what? Let's double up this year because everybody kind of like, you know, pitched in last year. And we did well. And... Um, we were super excited and super blessed just to be a part of it last year, but this year we really wanted to change lives, you know, and, and, and change families. So we're like, let's let's double it this year. You know, we asked Pastor Chris to double the uh, amount of kids we sponsor. And then I reached out to everybody from the PBTC Fit Fam, and within a week or two, we had our entire gym, we have a storage room, and our entire storage room was completely filled with gifts for these kids. And, you know, I just felt so, joyed overjoyed and and you know just so happy that we could really provide for people that are in need because you know i've always had a great christmas growing up and not even because my parents had a lot of money but because they made it great you know no whatever whatever they had they saved for the christmas and they wanted to make it great so i want to make these kids as special um as i'm going to make my own daughter's christmas you know, so that's how I see it, and I'm so thankful that everybody literally jumped at the chance, like at the snap of my fingers, like in the blink of an eye, people were ready to help, ready to pitch in, and I'm super grateful for that, for how giving um, the amazing positive community we have, and it just goes to back up um, basically everything we stand for and everything our PBTC Fitness model is after. 
we want you to achieve all-time happiness with your life, giving to people, giving back to the community, helping people in need, along with continually helping yourself every day. I mean, I can't think of nothing better, you know? Yeah, man, that's, it's priceless, man. It's priceless to watch. It's, 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 um, man, uh, we're blessed in here. Uh, and on top of that, for those who don't know as well that are listening to the podcast that haven't been part of the PTC Fit Fam, or if you have been part of the PTC Fit Fam but haven't been back for a while, we actually have a great special going on called New Year, New You. It's not really an introductory course for those who are already new, already into fitness. It'll be an advanced course, but those who are beginning, basically, it's an introductory course to PBTC Fitness and how we do things for 30 days for a simple, cheap price. Um, and and it, it, it gets you to understand our community, our atmosphere, how we do things, and how much results you can actually get, you know, and see in just 30 days. And the results are uh, basically... Um, life-changing in the fact that you know you're losing pant sizes or you're gaining you know it, it depends on what you want to do but we provide it all so uh, I'm really excited for these deals I'm really excited for all the new people coming in and you know you've had some interactions with them Roy how do you feel about how do you think these new people are feeling about being at PPTC feet do you think you know they find this as a, a home yeah man it's been great uh, the last couple weeks have been you know clients coming in and and I, you can tell right away, like it, like we've been talking previously on other podcasts that, you know, you see that intimidation factor come in right away, you know, like, oh my God, like, look at all the stuff they're doing. Like, oh, I don't know if I can do all this. Oh, I don't know if I'm biting more than I can handle, you know? But, you know, as soon as, as, soon as they get into it and get going, you know, it's, they love it. Like, you know, we had one client that, you know, that's, that was pretty much how she was the first day. And then, you know, already in the next couple of days, you can see a drastic difference now just in her whole, like she's actually talking to other people inside of here. Sure. You know, and, and it's just like, she was not in her little shell anymore. Like she's starting to come out for sure. And that's what's amazing about it. You know, she's really becoming part of the Fit Fam, you know, and that's what it's all about. And, and this is a great opportunity with this, uh, uh, 30 day uh, event we got going on right now. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And you're so right, like being able to climb out of your shell, I mean, really enjoying the place you're walking into because nobody likes working. I mean, some people do. I enjoy working out. Like I enjoy, I made it a part of my life. That's why I enjoy working out because I know uh, and when I go to do a workout, I try to think about the things that are going to cause me the things that are going to be positive from it. I'm going to feel great mentally. It's going to relieve some stress. It's going to um, make me feel stronger. It's going to make me better in the long run. It's going to make me healthier overall. You know, all these different things that factor into it that make it something that, you know, you definitely should do. <laughs> so um, I I'm really excited and really happy for every new client that comes in and we're able to make feel that way because we want this place to be like home we want you to know that you're not being judged where your skill level is at whether you're in a super advanced level or whether you're at a super beginner level we want you to know that you can get to that super advanced level no matter where you're starting because everybody's got to start somewhere even that super advanced person you see yeah uh, man yeah uh and that's exactly pretty much what i was telling you know all of them are like don't worry you know you're get it's it's hard the first day you know it's it's nothing that you know you it's worth having is gonna come easy you know but as you go on and you're gonna get better you're gonna get stronger 
stuff doesn't get easier, but you're just going to get so much more confident in yourself that, it, you know, you're, you're not so scared now. Now you're not overthinking this stretch or this uh, workout, and, and, you know, and right away you're already setting yourself up for failure. Once you let that happen, you let your mind get the best of you. So definitely, man, it's a, but it's a blessing to see how much, you know, people are, are, are impacted with uh, the environment in here. Yeah, it's like once again we're just so blessed to have the people that we have in the gym that represent PPTC so amazing clients amazing supportive clients not only do they support us but they support each other and it's just so it's so awesome to watch it's it's great to be around and it's awesome to train really because you know you can training can get boring for those who don't know you know if you're if you're training people that really don't want to be that's really hard you know to get inspired but when people are actually digging it enjoying what you're doing and actually wanting to give back want to be a part of it it's just so awesome so now um everybody listened in a few weeks back maybe six weeks ago maybe a month and a half ago or so we did a a podcast on lifting miss right so now that's what i mean i'm sure everybody knows the title lifting miss part two so now tune in because we're gonna go over some more lifting miss Roy has some written down um, for you guys today that a lot of people, once again, we don't get these out of thin air, guys. This is, I mean, you can literally just Google some of these, like lifting myths. What's what's this about? And it can literally tell you whether or not, um, you know, it's true or false. So I'm going to go over some basic ones that people ask all the time without even doing their research and that I get so much that I should basically start creating it on my website, like common questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, I give it to you guys through a podcast. So fine with me. You guys can listen to it over and over again, rewind, pause, whatever it is. So um, uh, what, what's our first question today, man? What's our first lifting myth that we want to talk about? Well, we got the first one's going to be, will my muscles turn to fat if I stop lifting for a while? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So so we know fat is adipose tissue, right? So adipose tissue, obviously you have to build that and um in an unhealthy way <laughs> most of the times, right? That's your fat. Adipose is fat. So when we stop lifting, like let's say you got a huge bodybuilder that just kills it every single day and then all of a sudden he doesn't hit the gym as much anymore and he's um, I'm still a- eating similar amounts, like still eating okay, but obviously he's not going to look as big in a couple months, right, if he stops. Anybody who stops lifting, anybody knows who's been an avid lifter. I mean, <laughs> Roy, you can attest to this too. Anybody knows who's been an avid lifter can tell you straight up, whatever took you two months to build, if your chest got you know, uh, um, grew from like 20 inches to 25 inches. If your legs grew from like 25 inches, to 30 inches, if everything grew the way you want it to as a man, you know, getting big, getting fit, um, you know, that two months of lifting, you know, half that time, maybe even less, depending on how much you don't do and how unhealthy you're being. But you take that time off at the gym, you lose it. 100% man. I mean, you, you've been through, well, you can even tell people right now, Roy, I mean, you had, you could tell them how you started out with PPTC. So Roy was a client before he was a trainer here. So, and a manager, obviously. So, um, Roy, why don't you go through with them? When you worked at La Quinta, you had a, a night, a graveyard shift. So 
how hard was it to actually maintain what you were doing? Like, what what was stopping you? What were the roadblocks? Well, just being consistent is hard enough, but when you your schedule is constantly changing, you know, you're you're going from graveyard shifts working, you know, eleven to seven, and then they they have you changing from three to eleven, and then seven to three. You know, it's it's very hard <laughs> to be in the, in the, have the mindset to get a workout in. You know, even if it's a quick one. So that was very challenging and yep. and a real good part of my life. At you know, when I was working at La Quinta, that that was the case. You know, and and, and so I lost a lot of the muscle that I I you know would work so hard to build from that very reason just because you know hey i uh, i'll just go tomorrow oh uh, no i don't really need to today i'm still sore <laughs> i'm you know? tired <laughs> yeah i'm tired i'd rather sleep you know <laughs> things like that and, and it happens you know it's that's why it's very hard to stay motivated you know going to a franchise gym or a bigger gym because of that very reason if i were going to like let's say like you know around the clock or la fitness during those days, I for sure would have not gotten any any kind of work done. No lifting done. Mm. It would only be on the good days, and you know. And be honest, we we usually have more bad days than good days. So, yeah, I mean, and it goes without saying. Like, and I joke about this a lot because I've heard it uh, multiple times from multiple different motivational guys. But like, if if I didn't, if I only worked out on the days I felt like it, I'd be fat. Like, I'd be fat as hell. <laughs> it's just a fact, man. Like, 90, not 90%, but 70% of the days, you're not going to want to do it at all. Like, sometimes even just walking into the gym, you're like, ah, bro. But you got to start. I always talk about it all the time. Action supersedes results, which supersedes, or precedes results, which precedes motivation. So, you got to take action before you're going to see results. Mm -hmm. And in order to be motivated to take more action, you're gonna to wanna to see those results. So the action leads to results, which the results lead to motivation. And then the motivation will lead to consistency, which will allow you to continue in action. And then you have that big merry-go-round that doesn't stop if you stay consistent. So now, the main reason I ask you why, you know, how hard that was to maintain your size is because this. You did get to a big point at one point. You were consistent. You were there for like three months, or not even that. You were there for like a year, literally every day, busting your ass, eating the right amount of food, getting bigger. You got to 146 or 148 pounds, which is easily 10 pounds over your normal walking weight, and you were jacked. You felt good, and um, when you got back into that rut that man i'm working all these different hours and it's hard to get back to the gym and all that weight started falling off did you get fat not really i i didn't i didn't get fat so so you see it's still seeing your abs you still maybe even more well, so yeah yeah of course it's just not the same though you just it, it just it's the pleated version of it like I, I, I didn't, yeah, don't get me wrong. I probably got a little more rolls than I than I had before, you know, than I did. But it wasn't fat. I mean, right. I wasn't fat. I was still. You could tell I lifted. You right. Know? You could tell you were in shape. You looked yeah, good. You still yeah. had abs. My point being is that this myth: muscle turns to fat if you stop lifting. So basically, what you're describing to me is exactly what I'm going to explain to people. When you stop lifting for a certain period of time, your muscle never turns to fat, it atrophies. Atrophy means your muscle gets smaller. 
over time because you're not feeding it. You're not working it out. You're not continually creating resistance against that muscle. You're not continually making it work to want to grow. You're not continually um, breaking down the micro, uh, the muscle fibers by creating micro tears with the resistance. That's why we go slow, Roy, like in a bicep curl, because when those myosin actin filaments are stretching, 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 which is their muscle filaments, when they're stretching, 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 the more resistance you put on that, the more micro tears you're gonna make, which is, that's what makes you sore, right? So, well, delayed onset muscle soreness is what makes you sore from that, but it is from the micro tears in the muscles. So, my, my thing is, if you're not feeding the muscles, you're atrophying. The only time you start to get fat is if your nutrition goes to crap along with your lifting. So it seems like the muscle, as you lose the muscle, you're actually turning it into fat, but you're not. Your muscle's atrophying, so you're not seeing it through your skin as much, right? It's not like, boom, here I am, because you haven't been doing anything with it. So why would it? It has no reason to flex out. It has no reason to be, boom, strong, solid, yeah. firm. You know what I'm saying? It has no reason to be that because you haven't been using it like that in that sense. Okay, and then what happens is when people stop going to the gym, they usually start eating worse as well, right? The nutrition kind of usually follows that trend. And if you follow that trend, here's where the myth comes in. If you follow that trend, obviously, you're going to be eating poor nutrition and less working out, which means less burning calories plus poor nutrition, which means more calories, means that now you're eating in a calorie surplus, burning less per day. So, of course, you are going to gain some sort of fat and some sort of weight. It's just a fact. That's how it works. So, no, it, it, muscle does not turn into fat. That is a myth. If you stay on your nutrition, just like you sort of did, because you don't eat a ton, you don't eat over your means, you usually just eat till you're full and you stop. Yeah. Unless it's a it's unless it's a cheat day, you usually eat to your four and your stop. So you know what I'm saying. So you didn't get fat because your muscle got lower and it depleted, and you felt a little fatter because you didn't have the muscle burning off all that fat. You weren't doing the workouts, but you didn't get fat. You know, you're just a lesser, like you said, a lesser, um, a softer, a um, dumbed down version of hey, what your muscles were. Exactly, exactly right. how you describe it. It's just the muscles weren't defined, you know, they weren't poking, you know, but they were there, you know. If you just uh, lifted up the skin, or, they were there. But moving on, uh, another myth, another good one. You will burn muscle if you lift on an empty stomach. <laughs> burning muscle if you lift on empty Okay, so burning muscle is catabolism, right? It's protein catabolism against the muscle. It's a muscle breakdown. Uh, that only happens when our muscles don't get any nutrients for a sustained period of time. So that means like if, let's just say that you fast for 48 hours and don't eat literally anything to fuel your muscles. It's usually the two to five day mark, two to four day mark, when protein catabolism actually starts because you know our body stores fat it stores these different things you get you get um energy from carbohydrates as soon as you eat them they start breaking down and start creating energy um atp is our natural and is our energy source for our body adenosine triphosphate and the way you get that um and the way things break down is through glycolysis and things like that and different things oxidative oxidative phosphorylation um all three different methods aerobic anaerobic and oxidation phosphorylation and and all these that Krebs cycle you have there's so many different things that go into 
um, uh, uh, your metabolism and your body and how you create energy. So your body knows that, and, and we're from a, a cannibalistic, animalistic time, right? We used to be cavemen. So our body isn't naturally wanting to eat. Our brain isn't naturally wanting to eat more than we're supposed to have, right? Because we're not used to having all this food. That's why it's so hard for you to gain weight, Roy. That's why it's so hard for me to maintain weight. You know what I'm saying? When you stop eating a certain amount, your weight goes down. You know, what you are is what you are. So, um, and that's that's one of the reasons why. It's because how we were made. So, when you talk about um, uh, uh, muscle breaking down, it's it, it takes a long time because our body stores fat. It stores these different energy sources so that we can actually have that in case we are running out, in case we are depleting. We can go a long time without drinking. Or I mean, uh, eating, not drinking water, but eating, we can go for a while, right? Um, as human beings. So um, it takes a while. Like you literally have to not be eating for 48 hours or more for muscle breakdown, protein catabolism to actually occur. Like where your body's actually feeding off your muscles to get energy, it takes a very long time. A very long time away from food and any other type of nutrients that would actually help your muscles. Like, cause you can get nutrients from a lot of things in nature, you know what I'm saying? So like, even if you were like stranded somewhere, you can eat something that would, so you wouldn't die or your, or your muscles wouldn't break down and things like that. So in a natural day-to-day -day thing, if you're just fasting or doing an intermittent fast for you know eight, 12 hours, I promise you, you're not burning your muscle. That is not how it works, okay? Yeah, you got a bunch of, I'm telling you, your body is amazing, people. Please do your research because your body has a way of storing things and making sure we don't burn up all our energy. That's why it goes through these different systems. That's why when you work out super hard with heavy weights, it burns a lot of calories. And then right afterwards, you're super tired and you need to replenish right away because we're doing such a hardcore anaerobic workout. Whereas if you go on a run, you might not necessarily feel as fatigued until you're done. You know what I'm saying? Because it keeps a sustained energy, a slow burn. You know what I'm saying? Aerobic activity is a slow burn. That's why it is actually better to do a HIIT workout or a weight workout that doesn't have much rest in between every set because you're actually going to burn more calories than if you went on a run. So, yeah, man. No, you, you, your muscles, if you... If you aren't eating for 48 hours or more, then yeah, definitely you might be burning some muscle to uh, sustain your energy. But other than that, you're, you're going to be okay. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how muscle breakdown works. Yeah, people, chill out. <laughs> yeah, chill out, people. <laughs> Relax. All right. A lot of people think that the best method is to work on one muscle group per day. Ooh. Okay, so... Okay, so we're talking about lifting and this. So the last two are definitely a miss. This isn't necessarily a myth, I would say. I would say for 90% of the population or 95% of the population, it's probably a myth. But here's why it's not a myth. Because for the rare population, we got a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of power lifters out there, and a lot of guys like me that like to crush weights or do some crazy anaerobic things to their body six days a week. Those guys, me, you, we can do, we can break it up because we're actually going to the gym and, and putting a thousand percent effort because we have the time 
invested to do that. We have that hour, hour and a half every single day to go ahead and put that time in. Realistically, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are working outside of a gym, right? A lot of people don't own a gym or a facility or have a person they know that owns a facility or have a facility that's right next to their house. You know, there's a lot of different factors that people might not have. So for them, this is definitely a myth. But you can definitely use one muscle group per day as a method if you have the time and the ability, right? You can actually do that. But as far as most of the population, I would say, yeah, of course it's a myth because it's super unrealistic to think that you're gonna be able to take care of your kids, do the, do the um, eight to five, you know, do all that stuff and still have time to go to the gym. Sometimes it's impossible for people. People don't like to wake up super early to go to the gym. People don't like to, um, you know, uh, do, you know, go to work out after work because they're super tired. You know, there's all these different little excuses or little roadblocks that come up that, you know, stop you from going to the gym and actually being able to do a workout to see the results. So, you know, I think that, I think that for those people, full body workouts at least three times a week, you will see results. Best results, obviously, is as many times as you can make it, six times a week. Obviously, everybody needs rest days, so I recommend at least one rest day, maybe two rest days a week, but for most of the population, three times a week, at least, full body kick your butt workouts. Obviously, we base it off your skill level here at PPTC, not a lot of places do that, but make sure that you only do it to your skill level. Learn the modifications of certain exercises if you're not in the area and can't go to PPTC, you know, to actually get that training, to get the corrections and to get what's your skill level type of workout. Um, but as far as, as far as the best, best method for people for 90 to 95% of the population, I would say the best method is to not lift just one muscle group per day. The best method is definitely a full body, um, core involved, uh, uh, everything involves workout so that we can work everything at once and of course you're going to focus on some some main things sometimes you'll have squats and then the rest is like you know body weight type of activities or full body workouts and then one day you might have you know a deadlift and then other you know you might have some main workouts in there that are actually good compound exercises but for the most part we want to make sure we're hitting full body intense workouts if we're if we're for the most of the population so not necessarily a myth, guys. Some people can actually do that. Like I said, the rare percentage, the power lifters, the bodybuilders are going six times a week. They can definitely work on one, one focus on one body group. Okay. Now for those people, well, just anyone in general, uh, if they are li lifting heavy weights, is that the only way they can see results? No, absolutely not. Lifting heavy weights is not the only method. Absolutely not. It's, that's good completely a myth especially because what is your goal like um what is your what is your goal uh if your goal is to be a marathon runner or be able to run 100 miles you know in a 24-hour period or a two-hour period or a two-day period um why would you lift heavy weights all the time that ain't gonna help you like of course it it'll help in some aspects but you have to build your aerobic you have to build you have to build yourself up. You have to build your cardiovascular system up. 
Because if you don't build your cardiovascular system up, you're not going to actually be able to get to the mileage you want to get to. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to actually build, do the workouts that are based off of what you want to see as results. So yeah, if you're if you're a powerlifter, we have a bunch. I've talked about it before. We have a bunch of powers that power lifters that like to come to our gym. We also have a bunch of athletes that like to come to our gym. We have a bunch of moms that like to come to our gym. The moms aren't sitting there lifting heavy weights like my power lifters are. My athletes aren't consistently lifting heavy weights like my power lifters are. The athletes are jumping. They're doing plyometrics. They're running sprints. They're doing change of direction drills. They're doing hurdle drills. They're doing ladders. They're doing med balls. They're doing everything to work their entire body and different things because that's what you need to do to improve your athleticism. For the older people, we're making sure that we're hitting their cardiovascular system. We're making sure that they're moving weights in all different directions that are actually pertaining to real life things. You know, because as you get older, you need to make your mobility better because obviously, if we haven't been working out, especially for those people that took 30 years off of working out or doing any kind of activities, coming back to the gym when you're older, is hard so we make sure that you can get really good at these everyday kind of activities like squatting onto a bench like you would sit in a couch and getting right back up if you have problems with that or lifting things over your head um, with one arm at a time because we do that all the time in daily activity so you don't tear your rotator cuff if you're just lifting something around or throw your shoulder out you know there's so many different things and, and different aspects to training health functionality performance all these different things. So no, lifting heavy weights is not the only way to see results. What results are you looking for? And that's what's so good about having personal trainer or having um, you know PPT a gym like PPTC to go to, because we know what kind of res- what kind of workout you need to see the results you're looking for. Because lifting heavy weights is great for someone who wants to be a powerlifter. Even some bodybuilders, you'll lift heavy weights through a compound exercise, but then you're doing a lot of um, aerobic, uh, 15, 20, 25 reps on certain things each set to really grow that muscle and really um, uh, burn it out to its fullest extent. So no, lifting heavy weights is not the only way to see results. I've seen many people get big time results with lifting, um, with, with lifting a moderate amount of weight that is uh, made for their skill level, their abilities, and among with, along with doing a full body workout, having a full body workout program that makes sure that at least three to five times a week they're moving around and doing things that yeah. they would do every day. I totally. I I love the, my full body workouts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. All right, I think we got yep. Yeah, here's another one. So I can understand this point of view, you know, people believe in this myth and again, but lifting weights is dangerous for pregnant women and their babies. Oh, no. So okay, so let's go over this. So my wife was just pregnant, so I know a lot about this right now. I did my research big time. I already knew somewhat about it, but I wanted to do more research. So this is what I found out. And now, obviously, guys, when I do my research, um, I'm a college graduate. I got a bachelor's degree in exercise science and wellness. Well, I got a bachelor's degree in health sciences majoring in exercise science and wellness management. Um, I do my research on things. 
before I give it to you guys. So I make sure that, you know, I know what I'm talking about and you guys are getting the correct information. So I did my research. And when my wife was pregnant, I found out if you were a weightlifter, if you had lifted weights, if you were in shape, whatever you were doing before you knew you were pregnant, you can continue. You don't even have to reduce the weight, right? Don't even have to reduce the weight. It, it can be the same weight. It can be everything. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're that person that loves destroying yourself, like literally wiping yourself out to where you can't move, then yeah, you're going to have to dial it back a notch. If that's your 100%, then you have to dial it back to like 85, right? Relax. But for the normal people that really just like getting a great sweat, getting a great burn, feeling sore the next day, you know, really kicking your ass still, just not destroying yourself, you can keep doing the same thing. My wife kept doing the same exact workouts for the first two trimesters. Now, when you get to the third one, this is what happens. You start getting so big that you're not able to do some of these workouts anymore. A lot of the women, there's some women who are blessed and don't get too crazy, right? But you can still um, do a light jog. You could still walk. It's okay. It's actually healthy for the baby. It's still fine because mama needs to be healthy for the baby to be healthy. Yeah. That's how they explain it. So, yeah, she was still able to lift weights. What she started doing was she started using more dumbbells, what she used to use with the barbells because she couldn't get in a certain position. She would use dumbbells or she would throw a body weight vest on, you know, things like that that were just adding some weight, some resistance so she can keep doing the same kind of workouts she was doing. But basically, I would recommend everybody, every female who's pregnant right now that loves working out to, you know, find your sweet spot. This is where... We only want to push out the comfort zone just a tad now. We don't want to go crazy no more. We want to make sure that we're still killing our workouts, but we're not killing ourselves during our workouts at the same time. Because you do have a baby in there. You want it to be healthy as heck, and you want to stay healthy. So it's totally fine. I, I, I need each and every female to know that they need to work out during this. So that one, the birthing process is easier because you'll be healthy and strong. And two, when you're done, it won't take you so long to get back on the horse. So women, please lift, please work out, please do all these things. And if you're scared of lifting, please go to a trainer that knows and that and, and that you've done your research on that actually has a degree, understands what he's talking about and can really put you through a correct program that will make sure that you don't get hurt, that you don't feel uncomfortable about, uncomfortable for your baby during the workout, you know, making sure, ensuring that all bases are covered, that the baby's healthy and safe, that you're healthy and safe, and that you can actually get full workouts in. So yes, please, weightlift, ladies, that's a myth. It is not bad to weightlift. Now, don't get me wrong, on the flip side, if you have never picked up a weight ever, ladies, and you're freaking out because you just got pregnant, oh my God, I'm gonna get fat, this, that, and the third, Please do not start crushing weights. That will put so much stress on your body, it will be ridiculous and you won't be able to handle it and the baby might not be able to handle it. So please, especially in the early stages, ease into working out. If you never worked out before but you're worried about your body and you wanna work out, that's fine. Once again, find a trainer that knows what he's doing and make sure that you take it lightly to start 70% into a full body workout at your skill level only things you can handle just getting out of breath and and then taking a little bit of a rest while when you do get out of breath you know what i'm saying we got to build you back up okay we got to build 
you to a point to where you're actually healthy, in shape, and then you can maybe start doing some weightlifting just a little bit at a time. But we gotta build you up. You can't just start out from not doing anything to crushing weights because you're scared because you got pregnant and you don't wanna be fat. Listen, you're not fat. There's a baby growing inside you, okay? I tried to explain this to my wife for a long time too. There is a baby growing inside you. You are not fat. It's Mother Nature taking over. You're getting bigger to compensate for the baby. It has nothing to do with you eating a crap ton of food and getting fat and you look great. Trust me, no guy's gonna say, no real man's gonna say you don't, okay? So, ladies, don't worry. Lift the weights though. We need to lift the weights. We need to stay in shape. We need to be walking around in nature. We need to stay healthy while we are nursing this for and, and caring for this baby inside of you. So yeah, man. Um, What do we got next? Uh, let's see. So that's one, a pregnant woman. What about kids? Should kids li not lift weights? Ooh. Ooh, this is a big controversy one. I'm glad we got to this. So that's a myth, guys. It's another myth. Listen, I have had athletes. Let me ask you something, Roy. You've been a manager for what, four months? Yeah. And you've been a trainer for longer than that, but you've been a manager for four months. So what... How many athletes, and we have a lot of young athletes, so what's our oldest, 14? Well, no, our oldest is in college, but our youngest right now, 14, 13, 10. We got some, we got athletes, but I'm talking about that lift weights consistently in uh, here. 13. 13, okay. So 13. They've been with me for three years now, so they were 10. And you were training then. Have you ever heard of them having an injury inside the gym? Nope, never. Never. Okay, and they lifted weights. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. One, first and foremost, every trainer listened to it, every parent listened to it that thinks that's nuts. First and foremost, once again, I went to school for this, and kids can definitely lift weights to their skill level and ability. Meaning, when you got the kid lifting weights, you start them out super small. I mean, even if it's a big kid, you're at three pounds, five pounds max. You make sure they do the workout correctly. Correct form, correct everything. If it's a full body workout, you're making them do, or if it's a compound workout like squats or deadlifts, you're either making them do the bar or body weight. You build them into the workouts. You start to increase weights. You start to build them, build them, and build them. On top of that, starting low, you also only give them weights twice a week. So giving them weights twice a week on top of doing at least one or two full body workouts a week so that they can get everything, not just the weights, but you do a full body weight workout twice a week to make sure that they're hitting every area of their body with weights and to make sure that, that they're not pushing it crazy to where they can get injured. But the only way injuries are really gonna occur, Roy, is if they're doing it incorrectly. So if you're doing it correctly, if you're ensuring that you're doing it correctly, if me and you are making sure that nobody moves up weight unless they do the previous weight 100% correct, that's how we keep injuries away. Kids, kids can lift. You've, I'm sure you've heard about kids lifting and hurting growth plates and things like that, and yeah, that can happen, but once again, that's from poor advice in lifting. 
or watching um, with trainers. If you had a trainer and your kid got hurt with a trainer, I'm telling you people, it's because of the environment you were in. It's not because kids are not supposed to lift weights. It's just getting them stronger. It's just adding resistance to their muscles. Their muscles don't know that they're 10 years old or 11 years old or 12 years old. The muscles just know one thing and that's to work. Muscles just know one thing is that, and that's to pick things up, put them down. What your brain tells your muscle to do, that's what your muscle knows. So for a kid, adding some resistance to their muscles is only gonna grow their muscles and get them stronger. You just gotta start small so they're not tearing anything for no reason. There's no reason to tear up a little kid, right? So we gotta make sure that we're starting off small and make sure that the form is 100% correct so that when they start moving up weight, that everything is good. So yeah, is that it today? Yeah, that's all we got for today. All right, so we'll definitely do another lifting myth in the future, but um, before we sign off, let's just talk about everything in the USC world right now, man. Uh, we love the USC, uh, we, we're fight fans, so we always gotta throw some USC or boxing into this, guys, so if you don't like that, um, I'm sorry. You can hit the podcast off now if you'd like, because <laughs> that's all we're gonna talk about right now, and if you enjoy it, Please hear, uh, please let us know if there's anything else you want us to talk about or something you want us to get our opinion on or whatever. Um, we're definitely down to give it. Mm. <laughs> so Anthony Pettis, man, what's up with him? Hey, man, I, I, I heard he's uh, out of the mm-hmm. UFC, but it makes no sense after he just fought. And he did well, he did supposedly. Well. Yeah, but against a nobody? Was he a nobody kind of? Or was he good? Yeah, like an up and comer? Like undefeated? Yeah, something like that. Up and comer. So it was like a gatekeeper. Keeper. Type move. Of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why he left. He's probably pissed. Yeah. But, but he, I mean. But he is, though, the way he's been performing. Don't get me wrong. Pettis always performs, but it seems like he always wilts under pressure and stuff. It's weird. Exactly, man. I, 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 I'm a. I, I like Pettis. I think he's uh, he's good, but, you know, everyone has their time, and I, I, he's, I think he's past his prime. He had a little bit of time. Yeah, much. he had a short window of to hold the belt, and I think that time is up. Yeah, especially in his division. Uh, and then you got so you got Pettis parting ways from the UFC. Then you got Romero, obviously left the UFC. They they actually, um, I guess you could technically say fired him. Yeah, they let him go. Yeah, well, yeah they, they didn't him. renew them. Yeah, they released him. Is what they call it. And then Anthony Rumble Johnson also got released as well. And they both went to Bellator. What do you think about that? I think it's it's good for for fighting, man. I mean, it just gives uh, fighters more options and then if to have a career and something they love to do. I mean, anytime that you create jobs, I, you can't you can't say it's a bad thing. It's but I I I think it's definitely different levels to to compare to UFC. UFC obviously is at the top um, out of all of them, but but yeah, I think it's good for for fighting, man. Absolutely, man. You know. And we were talking about this earlier before we got on the podcast. Um, I would really love for, you know, some guys that were the top dogs at the UFC that maybe aren't going to beat the top guy no more. Like Romero is never going to beat Izzy, I don't think. Because he just doesn't want to fight him, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with that. But um, And then you got Anthony Romo Johnson. I don't know what happened with that deal. They just might, might not have gave him enough money. And then Pettis is a gatekeeper now. So all these guys who feel like they're the, they're the man, I feel like they should go be the man in there respected things like Bellator you got uh, Pettis apparently signed with PFL you got one championship you got all these different ones I'm thinking that you know every year they should create maybe in for like a new year bash 
they should create every year, maybe at the start of the year, like the champion at the end of the year from every thing those last three months of the year take off and then go into that fight fresh and fight the other champions just to see who wins. Yeah, I, I like that idea, man. Uh, I definitely think that'd be cool to see. Just like they kind of and they can make are, different really. belts. They can make different belts, like you know, like oh, this is a, uh, you know, uh, this specific belt, lightweight belt is for the world belt or something like that instead of UFC. You know, world lightweight title. Yeah, it's just top fighters. Right, top fighter lightweight title, some shit. Yeah. Exactly. Top MMA, world MMA lightweight title or some crap like that. But I'm just saying, it'd be really cool if they created something like that. Like, because these are these big tournaments of pride and, and different leagues that they would have these tournaments and the guys would have to fight continuously like every other month to like, um, you know, beat this guy and then beat that guy and they move up the ranks and then they're the champion. Like, that's really cool. But what if you did that with champions across both divi all divisions? Because you could have, yeah, like four different things. Um, I think companies, I think you have like four different companies. So if you have four different companies, you can create, you know, 2v2, 2v2, and then boom. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's... That'd be dope. That'd be great, but it's a long way from that, man. Yeah, it is, but it'd be dope. <laughs> I'm yeah, just saying, I'm giving ideas. Idea. Hey, that one's a great idea. If you guys want to use my idea, I'll only ask for, you know, like 5%, okay? Damn. So... <laughs> Uh, as for five, I only asked for five percent. All right, on my deal. So you know, I'm I'm Mark. I'm gonna um, you know, I'm gonna call that now. I'm gonna go ahead and and you copyright. Know, no copyright. Yeah, I'm gonna copyright it right now. I called it. It's mine. Is what it is. <laughs> and what do you feel about Wonder Boy versus Jeff Neal? Wonder Boy still got it, man. What is he? Thirty eight. Thirty seven. Thirty seven, man. He's. I didn't know he was that old, honestly. <laughs> But he he did great, man. He definitely did real good on that fight. I I, I expected Neil to win, honestly. I did not think that uh, Wonder Boy was gonna Wonder, win. Wonder Boy's good, bro. He's too slick. Listen, man, he barely loses. He's been uh, Pettis did knock him out though, so you know that's what I'm saying, man. Like guys like Pettis, he can't call him a gatekeeper. He just he's just that guy. Like there's always that guy that that comes up in certain divisions that he has one night where he's balling and one night where he blows. Like he's, <laughs> it's crazy, man, to watch. It's crazy to watch. But yeah, man, I, it, I think he's doing awesome. Wonder boy. I wonder, I, I don't know how much time he's got left though. I think he's going for this one last run at the belt. He's, he's calling out Masvidal to try to get a fight with Masvidal again. Cause he already beat Masvidal. In the yeah, past. I heard, I heard. So he's, I think he's trying to make some money off that fight. And, and, uh, I think he's trying to get money fights right now because it's going to be super hard for him to get back to the belt. Like, I really do think, though, I think if anybody can beat Kamara Usman, he can because how's Kamara going to get to him and take him down? That'd be hard. Usman, I, I'm not a fan of Usman. I'm not either. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> I don't really he goes directly for your crotch. Yeah, crotch <laughs> He's rocket. a crotch rocket, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I just always remember the interview with Jorge Masvidal. Uh, yeah, we already know what the, when he was going to fight Usman. Oh, yeah, we already know what this guy is going to do. As soon as I get in there, he's going to and hit him one time. He's going to immediately magnetize on my crotch. <laughs> and that's what he did. And, but he couldn't take him down, which was crazy. And it was hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy's good, man. He's just not an entertaining fighter. That's what it, it's like. It's not. I wouldn't even want to say Khabib because Khabib actually d does stuff. He, you know, he puts in work while he's got he you does. On the ground. He does, and not like that. But he do he doesn't even just stay on the ground though. Like he'll dominate you on the ground to try to win the fight, but he'll stand up if he's not gonna win. Like if he's not like ready to dominate you on the ground and win the fight, he stands up for a while. He's not just like a puta. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. So 
he's because I'm. I always thought Khabib is not very exciting to watch. He is definitely one of the best. Obviously, you know. <laughs> but Hands down. Uh, I don't. I don't. No question. I'm not gonna disrespect you know greatness, but um, absolutely it's not, like, not. I don't think he's a pay per view type of guy to sell out. He's know? not. Listen, he is for the simple fact that he's from Russia, and that that's all they. they that's not all they have, but that's their best guy. So Russia, the entire country of Russia is always gonna tune in. Always, always, always gonna tune in. So you can always bet on that. But yeah, man, I definitely think um, I'm interested to see what happens next. But we don't have no fights till January second, so we'll talk about those when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> but I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, we have that thirty day, thirty dollar intro deal. If you want to hop on that, all you gotta do is contact us. My number is two three nine four seven zero zero three three eight. Or you can go to pbtcfitness.com and you can go to the contact us page and find us on there. So to email us directly as well. And basically just reach out and tell us that you want that 30 for 30 deal that we've been talking about. And we will get right on that. If there's any other fitness questions you have, we will be doing a Q&A in the future. Another Q&A as well. That was on the last podcast. Um, reach out with those questions. We will have no problem throwing them on the next podcast. We love when people uh, dial in because right now we're we're kind of taking some requests, but a lot of them are also questions that a lot of our clients are coming and having. So it would be awesome if some of you guys could get on and you know give us some feedback. So even if you're hearing this video a month or two down the road, four months down the road, six months down the road, if you have a question, we're going to continually do fitness Q&As because we're going to continually have questions. So hop on it. Yes, us a question. Yeah. Get on it, guys. <laughs> but thank you for everybody for tuning in once again. And thank you for PPTC Fit Fam for the amazing Christmas that you gave the kids in this community that are less fortunate and couldn't have the amazing Christmas without you guys. Thank you so much. We love you all. Have a great Merry Christmas. And um, we will talk to you next year or uh, uh, we will talk to you next week. But um, if you don't hear from us, have an amazing new year as well. Yeah. <laughs> Happy holidays, guys. Yep. This is Ronnie Petito. Rod Mejia. And y'all have a great night. Yep.